<laughs> Guys, I can't fucking wait to see that movie. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. And this week, we are bringing you a very special feature. Oh, yes. yes. We're going to play a fun little game of Mary Fuck Kill. I cannot wait to watch this movie again. It's just so fucking weird. We're about to hit the dance floor at Jackrabbit Slims because we've got that Saturday night fever, baby. I loved this movie too. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I just pray that Green Book doesn't win this. Oh picture. god, I know. That- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talk Movie to Me, a weekly podcast where we either feature a new release and delve into our weekend entertainment, focus in on a performer's career, or buy an extra large popcorn and do a double feature. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. And this week we are bringing you a very special episode. It's one of our fan favorites, and I think it's one of our favorites as well. That's right. It's time for the sixth annual Most Anticipated Films of the Year episode. Woo! Woohoo! Yes. As in seasons past, Helen, Miss Sinclair, and myself have each selected the top five movies we cannot wait to see in 2023. But before we jump into those, let's do a quick recap of our films from last year's list to see if they lived up to our expectations or if we even saw them. Mm, yes. <laughs> Helen, why don't you go through your list first? Okay, well, I historically am not good at this. I pick bad films by not true. intentionally, but uh, but I actually did pretty good, I think, for 2022. Okay, in your defense, <laughs> the movies that you've picked that have been bad mm-hmm. did sound good at the time. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't have been bad. Yeah, thank yeah. You. So, thank like, you in your defense, that. like they did, they sounded good <laughs> in theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my number five was actually Women Talking, which... Just came I, out. <laughs> yeah, well, but I saw it yeah. at TIFF in September. My number four is Don't Worry Darling, which I did enjoy despite the uh, plethora of plot holes in that film. Yeah, it provided a lively conversation. Definitely. My number three was uh, Disappointment Boulevard, which is now titled Bo is Afraid, uh, the new Ari Aster film that hasn't come out yet, unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, but we did get a trailer for this recently. It looks pretty wacky, so I'm, I'm, you know, looking forward to it in 2023, but unfortunately didn't get to see it last year. Uh, number two was She Said, which I really liked, and mm-hmm. then this is where I fall back into my old ways because number one was uh, Where the Crawdads Sing, which I was so disappointed <laughs> with that adaptation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was my number one, so, you know. It, it's something you're anticipating. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not anything right. where we're doing a prediction, is this good or not? It, it's an anticipation list, so yeah. yeah, sometimes the outcome isn't what you want, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but you anticipate it nonetheless. It's true. You're right. I told you, I am open and positive. (laughs) (laughs) New year, new you, Sequoia. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) Stop defending me. 2023, I am positive and open. (laughs) Very zen. Okay, let's see what your picks are. (laughs) Yeah, what were your picks, Sinclair? Okay, so I've only seen two out of my five from last year. Three of my movies have not even come out yet. Uh, I did see The Northman, which I was obsessed with that not everybody was obsessed with. Uh, But I did see that twice in the theater Mm -hmm. and loved it. And I do think that it will find more of an audience in time. And I also think that eventually there will be a director's cut 
that has certain scenes in it or something where the studio hasn't messed with it. Mm-hmm. So Are I those do... scenes like bathing scenes? <laughs> hopefully so. Because that's the only way I'm going to get into this film. <laughs> yes. Hope- I mean, hopefully so. Also, Crimes of the Future, which I loved, absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. I was very happy to be able to see that. Crimes of the Future, you know, directed by David Cronenberg. Love that. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon has not come out. Is there is there a release date now? <sighs> Honestly, no. don't. No, still I, not I don't, yet. Okay. I don't even know. Okay. I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Obviously, that's Martin Scorsese's <laughs> movie oh, yeah. coming out. And Poor Things, Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Hopefully, yeah. I see that eventually. And then uh, Disappointment Boulevard. Ari Aster, now called Bo is Afraid. On the IMDb, it says like Mona's choice or Mona's story or something. There's like three different names for this movie. None of them I like. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But the movie, you probably will. I'm hoping that we all. I am hoping Mm -hmm. so. I am positive and open to (laughs) what it will bring. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eddie. Yeah, so mine, first I, I picked. Avatar, Way of the Water, I was really yes. excited about, and I did really love it. Mm-hmm. That was a contentious episode, but that was that. <laughs> um, and then I chose Babylon, because I mm-hmm. love Damien Chazelle, and I still have yet to see this movie, yeah. and neither yeah. of you have seen it either. Well, at least it's out, and you could go watch it. <laughs> I know. We all very quickly just lost interest in Babylon. Except I am True. now interested again. Because people aren't interested now, right? It is so divisive and people yeah. are really torn about it and mm-hmm. they aren't excited about it. Now I feel like it's my time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> then I had the Northman on my list as well and I did yeah. see it and I did enjoy it. I just mm-hmm. It was just a little too real for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then I had the Marvel trifecta, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And truly, like, Thor was one I was most looking forward to, and it was a complete and utter disappointment. Right. Uh, Wakanda Forever was great, and Multiverse of Madness I did enjoy as well, though. And then, of course, my number one, Mm -hmm. I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. Yes, okay. And I loved that movie, but it also, if I'm completely honest... I wanted it to be like iconic and amazing and right. it was just fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I also do need to say when you say the Northern was a little bit too real, what that actually means <laughs> is that you wanted more sexy Viking action. One thousand percent. That I just want to clarify to everybody yeah. listening what that actually means. Yeah, I want Vikings <laughs> Valhalla where they look still like miraculously well groomed and like they where don't they're smell not like as absolute dirty, death. Even though yeah. the Vikings were quite muddy. It was right. a little too authentic. Yeah. Too yeah. much dried blood in the beard. No, happening. no, no. Keep authenticism <laughs> out of my Viking shows yeah. and films, please. Yeah. Uh, okay, well Yes. Let's shall get into we? it. There usually is a crossover here and there, so we'll just yeah. go with it, you know? Yeah, we'll just go yes, with it. Yes, we'll just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Helen, you're up first. What is number five on your top five most anticipated films of 2023 list? Go! I feel nervous. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Oppenheimer. Ooh! The uh, Christopher Nolan film starring Killian Murphy. Florence Pugh is also in this film. Here's the description. The story of American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. You know, the last Nolan film 
did not really enjoy. Mm-hmm. We we have talked about how his films have become a bit too reflective Opaque. of themselves. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But part of why this made my list is because I this year I watched um, Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. the whole thing, and just fell in love with Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so incredible in that show. And so I'm like, any excuse to get to watch Killian Murphy again, as well as Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one of my faves right now. So yeah, Oppenheimer. I might hate it, but I I'm still excited to see it. Still anticipating <laughs> yes, it. I still anticipating that. it. Yeah. I I could go on a rant about Tenet, and even I yeah. am highly anticipating Oppenheimer. Okay. Uh, Edison. Okay. Well, uh, number five on my list is also Oppenheimer. Oh my god! Amazing. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I uh, I mean, I'm really excited for this film. Tenet is the only one that didn't really work for me so mm. far of Christopher Nolan's films. And I'm hoping that there's a bit of a course correction with this one. Mm. The cast, as you said, Florence Pugh and Kelly Murphy, amazing. But we also have Emily Blunt, Robert yeah. Downey Jr., Josh Hartnett making a comeback in a big Love film. Love that. Very mm. excited about that. It's shot on IMAX cameras. It's going to be visually great. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into this. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, how about you, Sinclair? What's number five on your list? Okay, well, my number five is actually out right now. So by the time this episode airs, I probably will have seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. uh, but that's Infinity Pool. Yeah. Um, nice. Directed by Brandon Cronenberg, starring Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. This just had its film premiere at Sundance. Yeah. It was a bit of a spectacle. <laughs> there was uh, Alexander Skarsgård in a dog collar, um, <laughs> Mia Goth in leather. It was kind of like a wild premiere at Sundance, and it was like very talked about. Mm-hmm. I do like what he does, Brandon Cronenberg. I think it is hard to c- carry on a, this legacy set by yeah. David Cronenberg. That's not an easy thing to do, but I think he's actually doing a really good job. And mm. I, I really liked his film possessor i didn't love antiviral but i feel like his films have got stronger and stronger mm-hmm. and also you two have given me a hard time because i have not watched white lotus season two yes mm-hmm. this movie is being described as white lotus for sickos um <laughs> so i will get okay. my white lotus action in no but I you still need to watch white lotus season two i'm sorry but you do you really do yeah yeah okay uh, my number four is Wonka, Ooh. right? Yeah. Directed by Paul King. The story will focus specifically on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. So we have Timothy Chalamet playing a young Willy Wonka. You know, I think that this is probably going to be a bit more family friendly than I would like it to be. It's not going to be a, I don't know, like... Like a dark version? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... Timothy Chalamet as this character, I think, it c- could be so so interesting, totally. and I'm just really curious to see what he does with this with it. Olivia Coleman's in this movie as well, who I also love. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, I feel like I might hate it, but I just want to <laughs> see it. I just need to see what he does with this character. <laughs> I mean, we're all going to see Wonka. Yeah, like, yeah. We yeah. can't deny it. Yeah, we cannot deny. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Edison, what's your number four? All right. Number four for me is The Killer. 
directed by David Fincher. Oh, um, yes. Yes. So Fincher, amazing director. I am going to guess he. this might be on your list, Sinclair. This is a strong possibility. <laughs> <laughs> so we really loved Mank. Um, and what? This, we I did? I loved Mank, yeah. You loved Mank? Yeah, and so did you. No. No, I didn't love Mank. Oh. Mank Mank was so boring. We were a oh. bit cool. We were a bit cool on Mank. Oh, I loved Mank. Yeah. Okay, well, I loved Mank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, and so I was always going to be excited about this one. This is leaning more into the dark side of things, right? It's a, based on a book. It's about a assassin, I guess, who's struggling because he's now developing a conscious about what it is that he's doing in his job. Michael Fassbender plays this assassin. I yeah. feel like I haven't seen him in anything in ages. I know. Where has he been? He was a real, like, hyped up actor for a minute. Yeah. He disappeared, and there was never any question that he wouldn't, like, come back at some point. So I'm I'm excited to see him. Tilda Swinton's in this as well. Mm-hmm. My only thing is that it's a Netflix release, so it's not... I'm oh, sure I'm that it'll... absolutely not. <laughs> will I be seeing it on Netflix? Right. I'm sure it will get a, a small theatrical distribution, but yeah, that's going to piss you off, Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one I'm excited about. <laughs> yeah. Sinclair, what is your number oh, four film on your list? Um. Okay, so my number four pick is Eileen. Um, oh, this is directed by William Oldroyd, and he directed a movie called Lady Macbeth from 2016 mm-hmm. with Florence Pugh. That's quite stylish, moody, very atmospheric. It's pretty good. So Eileen stars Anne Hathaway and Thomas and Mackenzie. The reason I'm anticipating this is because it is based on a very weird book <laughs> that I've read by Otessa Moshvig, mm-hmm. who did the screenplay for Causeaway and if you listen to that episode I was very surprised by that because her stuff is very weird and this book is really weird to the point where I was like how are they gonna adapt this mm, interesting you know this is like this is very bizarre mm-hmm. and this also had its premiere at Sundance positive review i'm trying not to read too much before i see it but positive reviews yeah it also has anne hathaway in it which yes. she's really having her like anaissance or <laughs> hathaissance mm-hmm. uh, she looks really amazing she is not playing eileen it's thomas and mckenzie who's playing eileen and this character is just such a little dirt ball that i <laughs> am very curious how cute little thomas and mckenzie is gonna play her a lot of a Tessa Moshfeg stuff is going to be adapted and this is the first one. Hmm. So I'm very curious on how that's going to be done. Well, so. that's a great segue to my number three, which is also Eileen. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, why don't I just read the IMDb description since mm-hmm. we didn't really get to that with yours. Uh, so a woman's friendship with a new coworker at the prison facility where she works takes a sinister turn Ooh. into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her Anne Hathaway's performance has been getting some praise which i saw out of sundance as well and yeah it seems it seems it's got sinister right there in the description so i'm here for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm totally here for it it i'm just like very very on board the anne hathaway train 
right now. I'm not as on board with that, but let's see what this film does for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your number three, Edison? Well, y'all, we have a lot of crossover so far. It's more crossover than we've had in years past. Interesting. Um, So my number three is Wonka. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. Because I'm sorry, but Timothy Shalahan yeah. <laughs> cannot be denied. Um, mm-hmm. Also love Olivia Coleman. Sally Hawkins is in this. Right, yeah. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Why I'm so excited about this is just, it's basically Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. He just keeps making interesting choices. Playing Willy Wonka in a musical. Oh, is, I didn't even know it was a musical. Yeah, he, okay. he performs seven song and dance numbers in this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. It's going to be amazing. I, <laughs> I think it's really, it's a stretch, right? He's stretching himself. It's mm-hmm. a big swing. It's either going to be a, a big hit or a big miss, but it's early in his career. He's a huge star. He's got other big films. So this is the time to take these big swings that could have a really big payoff. And I don't know. My gut is saying it's gonna, it's gonna, to borrow the parlance of the youth, slap. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really excited. And Timothy Chalamet was after one of the festivals or whatever. He was being interviewed, and he said, "This movie is so sincere. It's so joyous." Aww, so I nice. am really excited because he can embody that spirit. I think really well. Mischief. And like joyousness. Well, so. yeah, let's go from a roaming cannibal to joyful <laughs> candy maker yes. for the children. Musical. Joyous. <laughs> okay. so Sinclair's like, I'm removing it from my list. Joyous. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, Helen, Helen. No, no it's Sinclair's number. Yeah, oh. you're Sinclair, Sinclair, yeah. Sinclair. What oh. is your number three pick? I need to say that there were a certain things that I just I had to like pick. I I, I, I yeah, had to like I know. knock stuff off. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. There are a lot of good films coming out this year. And I was really trying to go with things that I th- thought would be coming out this year, but I don't know. I've been burned in the past mm-hmm. so much with my movies just not coming out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. This is supposed to come out this year but honestly couldn't this i feel like this pick is going to be another like poor things from Mm. last year uh so this is the zone of interest and Mm. it is directed by jonathan glazer who has Mm. not done a movie since under the skin okay Mm. like 2013 wow yeah Quick synopsis, a Nazi officer falls in love with the woman of the commander of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Sounds really uplifting. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I picked this because Jonathan Glazer is such a special director. He's Mm. so, I think he's so good. And he doesn't put a a lot of movies out. Mm -hmm. There's just years in between. He has a pretty small filmography, too, to be honest. But I've loved everything he's done. Uh, sexy beast birth. sexy beast is so good mm-hmm. i was just about to say Under that yeah skin, like yeah he's very good and he's also mm-hmm. does very interesting adaptations like he adapted under the skin it's way more art house and vague than the book and of very a very interesting take on it so i'm i'm really pumped to see anything by him 
I don't I don't know if this will be good, but I have a feeling it will be based on his track record. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'm excited to see it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I hope it comes out this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, Helen. Yes. Oh, give a bit of zhuzh. Uh, yeah, sorry, Helen, that? number two, getting close to number one. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. I, I get this. I also don't know if it'll come out this year, but it finished filming like I believe in 2021 so like come on it's time this is faux based off of the Ian Reid novel here is the description set slightly in the future after severe climate change has ruined farmland a farmer and his wife struggle on one of the last remaining farms until a knock on the door changes things uh this is starring Paul Mezcal and Saoirse Ronan Ian Reid wrote I'm thinking of ending things uh, which Sinclair and I both read and both loved. So I've kind of been going through his other works, and I really liked Faux. Paul Mescal is amazing. He just got his first Oscar nomination. Yes. Sersha as well, obviously. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with this. It's going to be somewhat sci-fi, but a little bit more of an existential crisis than anything. So, um, Okay, Eddie, what's your number two? All right, my number two pick, I am going to guess, is not on either of your lists. Oh, boy, uh, here we go. <laughs> and it is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, seriously. They haven't crucified this uh, movie series, have they? Okay, but no, seriously. That was a joke. They have. They actually really did. No, <laughs> this, I, I'm sorry. I am so excited. The this skull? one absolutely the will. Skull? I'm not talking about it. No, so, okay. <laughs> this is a comeback. I don't care. I'm really excited about this. It comes out at the end of June, right? Prime, you know, box summer box office season. Harrison Ford is, of course, back as Indy. Uh, John Williams is back. Steven Spielberg is not back, though. Uh, this is the first Indiana Jones movie that he's not directing. Hmm. James M- Mangold is directing instead. Um, Phoebe Wall- Waller-Bridges is also in it. Okay, she's great. Yes. So we don't really necessarily know exactly what it's about and what, you know, what the context of the story is so far yet. But we do know that there's some anti-aging or de-aging component on uh, Harrison Ford, who's 80. And because a portion of it is set shortly after Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they're doing whatever, you know, sort of anti-aging stuff for him to do it. It always looks so weird when they do that. (laughs) And he, but like in classic Harrison Ford, like cranky way, he was he was like, I don't want to know how it works. It doesn't make me want to be young though. Fair. <laughs> and they were like, okay. And people are asking him, and he said, "This is it. This is it. The last one. I will not mm. fall down for you again." <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can hang up that hat. Hang up that hat. Oh, <laughs> Indy's hat. Anyway, don't care. I'm so excited for this one. Very excited. Well, Love I it. wish you the best with that. Thank <laughs> you, Sinclair. Oh, that's really kind. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Oozing I, optimism. And, yeah. Optimism and openness. I love that you're keeping and open that. Yeah. For this new Indiana Jones. That's the spirit. I can Nostal- hear it. Nostalgia soaked Indiana Jones. Okay, moving on. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is The Killer. Oh, uh, yes. As you predicted, this is on my list. I'm a little disappointed this isn't higher up on your list. And you've put Indiana Jones <laughs> higher up on your list than the new David Fincher movie. 
<laughs> this is supposed to come out in November 2023. As Edison was saying, this is a Netflix release. Mm. I need to see this in theaters. I, I, mm-hmm. you don't want to see me if I don't get yeah. to see this in theaters. They um, will do a theatrical run because yeah. they're going to push it for, for Oscars. Sure, for sure. Yes. Um, I've loved all David Fincher movies except Mank. I didn't love Mank. I appreciate it for a lot of different reasons, but did I didn't love it. And I think that, you know, that was his father's screenplay. Mm. And I think he's kind of done that now. And now he's gone back to what he's really good at. And that is dark and cerebral. Yes. I also am interested in, in seeing my Michael Fassbender again and paired up with Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. And it, it, it's just, it's going to be impressive. Yes. Yeah. I can't see it being, being bad. <laughs> but, you know, weirder things have happened. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> okay Helen this is it you're number one and I honestly think we should all have the same number one I highly doubt you have the same number one as me you and I have the same number one if, Sinclair if, Edison if you and I don't have the same number one I I don't even know if our friendship will we do make it's, sense it's Ant-Man and the Wasp right anti <laughs> 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 Time continuum. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My number one pick, most anticipated, 2023 is Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody actually somebody had to put Barbie on their list. It I was really list. close to mine. I just knew that one of you would put it on, so I thought, okay, I won't. Obviously, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is directed by Greta Gerwig. It's written by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. Listen, I didn't hate White Noise, so Noah mm-hmm. Bambach is a little bit in my good books right now. It stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Helen Mirren's in this movie as well. Here's the description. To live in Barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place, unless you have a full-on existential crisis or you're a Ken. This just looks like so much fun. Yeah. When it was initially being talked about, it was supposed to be Amy Schumer in the Barbie role. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think could have been really interesting. And then that, it, it, anyway, it's changed quite a bit. It just looks like a lot of fun. And I, I I trust Greta Gerwig to do this well. Yes. Like I, mm-hmm. And even just based on the trailer so far, like we've got the little girls like sm- smashing their dolls in the desert when they realize that Barbie exists, which I think is just... I don't know. I think there's going to be some good humor to it. I hope. I don't know. We'll see. It just looks like a lot of fun, and I'm excited about it. Mm. I think that's really interesting. I did not know that Amy Schumer was in mm-hmm. talks before. I think that Margot Robbie is a more interesting choice. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. not that Amy Schumer isn't also a, an attractive person, but she Margot Robbie literally looks like Barbie. Right. Yeah. And also isn't necessarily a comedian, whereas Amy Schumer is. So if you attach Amy Schumer, it's so clear that it's a subversive take on it. Yeah. Whereas with Margot Robbie, it's like, we don't know what, where it's going to go with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Edison. Okay. So very quickly before I get to my number one, I you will note that I did not shout out any of the Marvel films, any of the MCU films. Mm-hmm. So I am going to just do a very quick shout out. I am honestly excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium. <laughs> it's coming out very soon. It's launching phase five of the MCU. Really, it's the film that's launching the the Thanos of this phase, Kang the Conqueror. Sorry, Edison, you're actually, you're cutting up. I, uh... <laughs> 
Sorry, <laughs> there's a lot of static here. Can't stop quite. it. Stop it. <laughs> Can't also, quite hear what you're also, saying. Also, 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 I want to shout out Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> These movies are so fun. This is the last one with James Gunn directing before he takes over the DCU. <laughs> And um, also the long-awaited sequel to Captain Marvel is coming out, Marvels, with Brie Larson returning. So I cannot wait um, for these three films as well, but they are not on my list. And my number one film is Dune Part 2. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 Freaking better be. Yes. (laughs) Duh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I knew that you would have this one as well, Sinclair, but what am I supposed to do? It is the number one, so I can't not pick it. Yeah, Mm. understandable. Yours as well, I assume? Oh, yes. Absolutely yeah. number one. Well, let's just tag team it. I'm yeah. here, f- again, the first one was so good, so beautiful. Denis Villeneuve, just killing it. Our director of the decade. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalet, hey! I- making two <laughs> films in my top five. I mean, like, clearly he's my favorite actor right now, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, very excited. And Florence Pugh. Oh, yeah. Killing yeah, it. Yeah, she's playing the princess, which... In the book is kind of the main narrator. They mm-hmm. definitely made that switch mm-hmm. for the movie, and it was Zendaya who was actually mm-hmm. doing the narration. So I'm interested in how they're going to introduce her in the second half. Austin um, Butler is also in this. Yep. I just don't know if a film can contain all of this beauty between Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh, Austin <laughs> yeah, Butler, Zendaya. Excuse me. That yeah. then combined with the beauty of the cinematography. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm very excited for this. I'm not excited about having to read the second half of Dune, <laughs> which I did say that I would read before the second movie came out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I have only read the first half, and now I have to read the second half, and I'm not do. excited about. No, but you'll that, get through it. But I that was the plan, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stick stick with it. Um, no, but I was obsessed with this movie. I saw it twice in the theater. I thought it was the coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Um, and it, so I think good. of all of the films coming out this year, this one has maybe the highest expectation. Like it's got, it's yeah. it's big pressure mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is sophomore pressure coming in right now but I think Danny Villeneuve is totally up to it yeah yeah I did this made my short list mm-hmm. uh but I knew you guys would pick it so and I am not as excited as I feel like the two of you are I am excited but it's like I'll leave it up to you because it's more your vibe yeah uh, my vibe is Barbie <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair Oh. All right. Wow. We had a fair amount of crossover there. Yeah. yeah. But some really, really exciting ones. And there was a whole ton of films mm-hmm. that just didn't make the list, right? Mm-hmm. Just couldn't. There were yeah. so many. Well, listeners, why don't you reach out to us and tell us what you're excited to see in 2023? You can reach out to us on Instagram at Talk Movie to Me. You can tweet at us at TMTM Podcast. You can send us an email, talkmovietome at gmail.com. And, like, really, actually, please do it. We really do want to hear. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we are curious and we know you guys have your own lists. So and tell we, us. We may have missed some that we that just fell through the cracks we don't know about you get us excited Mm -hmm. but if you want to talk about the upcoming marvel stuff just maybe don't (laughs) you Um, can actually here i'll give you edison's phone number yeah you can actually Uh, contact edison directly and just leave us out of that thank you (laughs) maybe even indiana jones too to be honest like i don't 
would want anything. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. Bye. Bye. Ugh. <laughs>